On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, October 29th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith will be joined by Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy uh, momentarily as we uh, get set to break down the Friday uh, NHL card. More games than normal on a Friday. Uh, six games on tap here uh, in the NHL tonight. But before we get into those games, we like to look back at the night before when it's a smaller slate like it is tonight. And when you look at yesterday's games, give the Calgary Flames a lot of credit. Uh, a 4 to nothing shutout victory uh, over the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Penguins uh, last night. I was extremely impressed by that. The end of a long road trip. It was already a successful one regardless if they had won or lost last night, Calgary. But the fact they still got the job done, shut out the Flames, and they did give up 45 shots on goal, but Jacob Markstrom was terrific. And give the Flames credit, a terrific road trip for them uh, as they uh, will return home now feeling pretty good about themselves. But you know what that means. Maybe they're a little bit vulnerable tomorrow when they face the Philadelphia Flyers returning home from a very satisfying road trip that now has Calgary atop the West Division, or sorry, the Pacific Division, 5-1-1 one, and one, uh, so far uh, on the year for the Calgary Flames, bolstered uh, by that outstanding road trip. Uh, other results last night, what else is new? Arizona gets buried. Uh, that's not going to be the first. It hasn't been the first time, nor will it be the last time. That happens to the Arizona Coyotes. They lose 5-1 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Carolina Hurricanes remain undefeated. 3-0 shutout win uh, over the Boston Bruins. Uh, I was on Carolina last night, so good to see that. Uh, Carolina continues to get the job done, and Frederick Anderson continues to prove that, hey, when I've got a terrific one through six blue line in front of me, I can be a pretty damn good goalie, unlike with his days with the Leafs. So uh, he's played well, but obviously the team in front of him has also played extremely well, and Carolina off to a tremendous 6-0 uh, start, and they uh, stay undefeated with that win over the Boston Bruins last night. Colorado, 4-3 uh, win over St. Louis. The Blues no longer. Uh, undefeated, uh, losing to the Avalanche last night. Um, pretty solid effort by Colorado. Jordan Bennington up to his old antics last night. And I get what Jordan Bennington's doing. Like he wants to be tough guy. He wants to be macho man. He wants to be, you know, stick up for his teammates. Things aren't going well in the game. Let's do something to rattle the feathers a little bit of the opponent, kind of like what he did last year against San Jose when he tried to fight Devin Dubnik uh, in that game uh, last night. But shooting the puck down the ice at Darcy Kemper, swinging the stick at Kadri. And look, I know the Blues have a gripe with Kadri for the hit last year on uh, Justin Falk. And credit to Falk, by the way, for dropping the gloves with uh, dropping the flippers with uh, Nazem Kadri. Uh, I loved seeing that. Uh, that was fantastic. You know, a guy that obviously felt that, hey, he hit me in a vulnerable position last year uh, during the playoffs. I'm taking out my frustrations. I'm Nobody's going to take care of this for me. I'm taking care of it myself. I loved seeing that. Way to go, Justin Falk. I loved that last night uh, that he went to, and dropped the gloves with Godry. But Bennington's got to calm down a little bit. Enough with the antics. You look like you know, uh, you know, a, a little kid sometimes with what you're doing out there. I understand you want to get into it with the other team, especially because the game wasn't going St. Louis's way. He's trying to you know fire up his team with some of the shit he's doing. But come on, shooting the puck down the ice at the other goalie, swinging your stick like that—it's not necessary. Grow up a little bit. That's all I'm saying if you're Bennington. Uh, but St. Louis ends up losing 4-3 uh, last night to the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, in that game. Uh, what else we saw? The Kraken. That's two in a row at home. And really, they should be 3-0 at home because they played well enough against Vancouver, but they didn't win that game. But they do beat the Minnesota Wild 4-1 uh, last night. Uh, how about the uh, Canucks losing to the Flyers? Man, disappointing for me. I had Canucks really like that spot for them. And Martin Jones, uh, good performance. Give him credit. Uh, played well. 
Flyers with a two to one win. Flyers back to back wins on the road against the uh, Oilers and the Canucks. And, you know, now all of a sudden Philly is uh, now moving up to four and one, uh, four one and one, I should say, on the season, third in the Metro Division. So Flyers playing some better hockey uh, and a very big road win for them against Vancouver. Sabres beat the Ducks four three, blew a three nothing lead, but they rallied a win in overtime four three. We lean Buffalo, most of us in that game. Uh, last night, and they get the job done. The Jets, 3-2 against the Kings. Really, really frustrating beat if you had the over, and I know a couple of us did. There were chances there, and you get the scoreless last couple minutes. No empty net goal for the Jets. No tying goal for the Kings, and the game stays under the total. And a nice win for the Jets. Jets really impressive without Shifley and Wheeler finding ways to win 3-2. Pierre-Luc Dubois has been magnificent. Clearly a bounce-back year in progress for him because he was just invisible for the Jets when they got him second half of the year last year. And the Montreal Canadiens taking advantage of that ripe spot for the picking, if you will. San Jose, long road trip returning home, and Sharks didn't have a whole lot. Although, Jake Allen was very good uh, in that game. The San Jose did have their chances but could not finish, and Montreal uh, shuts them out 4 nothing. Uh, last night so that's a little rundown of Thursday Alex uh, what were your thoughts on what we saw last night yeah like I said a lot of uh, interesting games around the <laughs> around the league oh, uh, it was Halloween guys nobody's wearing costumes yeah uh, we got Jimmy oh, Murphy geez, with us a banana jeez I'm sorry like the I NHL right now and the way they're running the operation it's bananas yeah yeah Happy right. Halloween <laughs> Happy Halloween to Jimmy, who's rocking a Chiquita banana costume. If you're only if you're listening to the podcast, you're not watching on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, got a Chiquita banana costume on right now. Uh, that's good stuff, Jimmy. But yeah, I was just saying. So, with as regards to, to yesterday's card, uh, some interesting results. Obviously, like you said, that was a, a a tough beat with Winnipeg and LA that over. Uh, and it's interesting. Seattle didn't get the memo when they joined the league, like the rest of the teams that uh, you're supposed to miss these empty nets. Apparently, because the last four years now we're seeing teams where there's an empty net. They're just trying to dribble the puck down the ice, not to go for the empty net goal. They got two empty net goals against uh, uh, Minnesota to make that game 4-1 uh, the final. So, you know, you kind of have to, you know, keep in mind when you see two empty net goals in a game, don't think, okay, well, that was a 4-1 blowout. You got to take that with a grain of salt and and, and analyze the, the other 58, 59 minutes beforehand uh, when, you know, factoring your handicap against a certain team or, you know, current form. But uh, like I said, disappointed to get that uh, in that Boston Carolina game. There was a ton of chances that could have easily been a two-two game at the end of twenty minutes, and it ended up only being one nothing. So you end up losing on the the uh, first period over. What can we say that we haven't said already about the Arizona Coyotes? They were just a dumpster fire right out of the gate. Gave up three goals, got that uh, first period over, and uh, you know now they got to try to you know get to uh, you know play Washington after playing Tampa Bay. So things aren't going to get any easier for them. And, and uh, I was talking with some people the other day, and we're wondering, you know, when are we going to see a team against Arizona be lined at minus 500? It's probably a matter of time. Yeah, I think we're getting closer and closer to that. Uh, Jimmy, the banana, Murphy, uh, with us here. Uh, Jimmy, what did you think of some of the action we saw last night? Well, I'll stick with, obviously, the game I had to watch closely, Carolina-Boston, guys. And look, uh, I mean, if Frederick Anderson isn't proving just how horrible the Leafs are defensively, with the way he's now playing behind an actual defense in Carolina. I mean, just a stellar performance from him. Like Alex said, I mean, the Bruins, it wasn't for lack of effort that the Bruins lost that game. I mean, I thought Bruins had a bad first two periods, but that third period, they were coming on strong big time. And and considering they played the night before they had played Florida. I, I, you know, I really admired their spirit and and, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, they weren't going to roll over, but I mean, Anderson was unreal. And, And then Carolina one thing I, I maybe I haven't watched them close enough this season yet, guys, is that they I didn't realize how two way they've become. They they're a good two way team now. I mean, I, I always thought Carolina. I just think of sort of that run and gun offense. I, I think of an up tempo offense, which they still do, but they can play different styles now. And now, now they have what appears to be an actual number one goalie in Frederick Anderson. So. Uh, you know, I'm I'm eating some words early on here. I, I said before the season, I didn't have them as a playoff team. I, I thought they were overrated. Well, so far, I'll eat the crow. They've been great. Uh, and the other thing, too, and we got to look at it now, is the, the Calgary Flames. I mean, are they a bet on team? They appear to be for real. And speaking of goaltending, I mean, Jacob Markstrom was just amazing last night. He had not one, but I counted about three, you know, save of the year candidates there. So, uh, the Calgary Flames uh, are really impressed me thus far. 
And, and then, you know, like I had a feeling on Montreal. I told you that guy yesterday, they partied like it was 1999. And like you said, it was a great spot for them. Uh, the one thing that burnt me, though, was that Jets puck line there. You know, you speak of uh, Seattle getting the empty net goals. Well, I could have used one of those by the Winnipeg Jets last night. But still, they got the win. And they're, they're starting to really round into form there. You mentioned Dubois. He's been great. So those are my takeaways from the night. Absolutely. And uh, let's uh, give you, well, not some takeaways, but let's uh, give you some opinions on Friday night. Uh, we got six games now to break down. We'll start with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the New York Rangers. We've got the Rangers minus 180 home favorites here. Bet up from minus 145, uh, five and a half the total uh, shaded to the under in this game. It's an interesting scheduling spot because both of these teams haven't played since uh, Monday uh, early yeah. in the week. So both teams have had three days off to uh you know, practice, maybe a little downtime, rest some uh, aching bones and, and bumps and bruises early in the year. Uh, so three days off for both teams. Columbus enters off a win, uh, four to one over Dallas. Uh, the Jackets have basically alternated wins and losses their last four games after winning their first two against uh, Arizona and Seattle. Uh, they played better than I expected, Columbus. We'll give them some credit uh, for that. Uh, we've seen uh, definitely Oliver Bjorkstrand Played well offensively for this team. Uh, Zach Wierenski's been solid on the blue line. And Elvis Merzlikens in net has been uh, very, very strong uh, early in the year for Columbus here. Uh, on the flip side, you got the New York Rangers, who I expect to really see them have a bounce-back performance tonight, play a lot better. Uh, they got caught up in that red-hot surging Calgary Flames team uh, Monday night, losing to the Flames 5-1. to one. Uh, Didn't really... Uh, like their game, Gerard Gallant was saying we just made too many plays with the puck in a sloppy manner. You know, turnovers and things that just basically put us in a tough spot. Uh, you can't make those kind of mistakes, he said. So uh, I'd expect the Rangers to be better. And while I'm impressed with Columbus, both of these teams, by the way, four and two coming into tonight. You look at Columbus, the wins, Arizona, Seattle. Dallas, who are kind of struggling. I mean, the one quality win was the Islanders, and that was a win when the Islanders were really not playing uh, great hockey. You could say that about the Rangers, too. They haven't beaten the best competition. Uh, I still think Montreal could be solid. Toronto, uh, of course, was a good win. And uh, Nashville, uh, Ottawa. So a couple of their wins, you could say, hey, those weren't great wins either. But I think the Rangers still have a bounce-back spot here. Now, I'm not going to lay minus 180. I'm going to go with the minus one. 10 minus 115 is what you can get with the Rangers here uh, in regulation. I also like the Rangers a little bit, that first period puck line, minus a half plus 150 uh, in the first period. I think I'm going to take a chance with that because they're talking about a better start. They really worked on some things these last couple of days. They weren't happy with their game against Calgary. And at the end of the day, I still think the Rangers are going to be better team at the end of the year than the Columbus Blue Jackets. So a little split bet for me, Rangers in regulation, minus 115. Rangers minus a half, plus 150 first period. And I'm also going to look toward the under in this game, five and a half. I think it's going to be a low, lower scoring game. Two goalies playing well. Merzlikens and Shesterkin, uh, you'd expect that to be the goalie matchup. And courtesy of our good friend Chris Otto, who is doing just an incredible job with these uh, totals uh, charts, keeping track of every team, first period over under, second period over under, third period over under, and the goal in the first 10 minutes. He's tracking that as well. Uh, when you look at Columbus and the Rangers, we've got some strong first period under trends in this game. The Rangers have played seven games this year, 7-0 and to the first period under this year for the New York Rangers. Columbus, 4-2 and to the first period under this year in their six games. So you put the uh, com combined record there, you're looking at 11-2 and combined to the first period under this year, the Rangers and the Jackets. So maybe you want to look in that direction as well. But in general, I expect probably this to be a lower scoring game. Uh, so I'm in agreement with that. Alex, what do you think here? Columbus, New York Rangers. Yeah, this was a pass for me. And, and like I said, with the strong first period under trends, sometimes that can really scare me with, with both teams having that, especially early in the year, because like I said, especially with uh, the Rangers wanting to get off to a better start after having a, a bad game and having a few days off. And then you look at, you know, uh, with, with Columbus, excuse me, they're also having three days off. This is a spot where both teams rested and ready and focused. We could easily see this game go over in that first period and then slow down later. So I would, you know, proceed with caution with that first period under. Uh, if I had to play a side here, I would lean toward the Rangers at home. Uh, I think, you know, we're going to start seeing Columbus kind of regress to the, the form that we expect them to be, which is toward the bottom of that Metropolitan Division. And I expect to see a kind of a turnaround from the Rangers uh, moving forward. So it's a pass for me, but I would be 
very careful. I might even take a look with that first period over if we start seeing some, you know, both teams start buzzing around the net but don't get anything in early. Maybe we get that at an even better price adjusted live since it's already at pick'em. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it should be interesting to see uh, how this goes. And again, even though, like I say, the Rangers are 7-0 and to the first period under, you have to factor in the situation. Two teams off losses, which means there might be a little bit more aggression offensively and with the puck uh, because of that tonight. So you do want to factor that in. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here with the uh, Jackets and Rangers? Yeah, this one's a pass for me too, guys. I, this is just uh, one of these games I can't read. I mean, and I, I thought the same thing too, Ian, when I was looking at it this morning, just – how much arrest these guys have had. And it's just kind of hard to read because you don't know who's going to benefit from it most. So I'm just going to maybe do this as a live game, see how it goes early on and, and try and get a feel for it. But for now, I'll pass. All right, next up, we've got the Arizona Coyotes and the Washington Capitals. Washington minus 310, uh, home favorites here, six the total in this game. So earlier in the week, what was it, Monday, I believe, uh, Florida and over five and a half against Arizona cash. Uh, I think it was, Tuesday or whatever it was earlier this week Florida and over five and a half against Arizona uh, the combo bet that I mentioned on this show cashed it last night same thing Tampa Bay and over five and a half uh, against this uh, Arizona team uh, and it ends up cashing and once again tonight at the book that I've bet it and the couple others that offer the combo bets side and total same game tonight with Washington and over five and a half goals in this game once again a plus price around plus 125 uh, with that bet so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right back to the well. Give me Washington and over five and a half in this game. So what that is is Capitals to win and the game to go over five and a half goals. Both must happen. And if both happen, the game, the, the bet cashes. Just like what I saw, did with Florida and over five and a half against Arizona this week in Tampa Bay and over five and a half this week against Arizona. I think that's a good bet once again. I mean, you just can't trust Arizona to shut anybody down defensively. You would expect Washington to be not overlooking this Coyotes team after blowing the lead the other night to the Detroit Red Wings. They were up 2-0 in that game. They lost in overtime. Good for me because I took Detroit uh, plus 185. Good to cash that the other night. Big dog win with the uh, Red Wings there who came back in overtime. Dylan Larkin with a beautiful shot, wrist shot uh, in overtime uh, to win that game. So you'd expect a... You would expect Washington... Any team that's better than Arizona, that's basically pretty much everybody in the league, uh, anybody that's uh, better than Arizona but is focused to beat them, and I would think Washington is after blowing it to Detroit the other night, they could really do a number on this Arizona team. Like I say, the defense is hideous. There was no nothing better out of Prosvitov, the goalie, last night. He struggled. He gave up a bunch of goals early. It doesn't matter who's in net, him or Vimelka. And, of course, Hutton you're not going to see anytime soon. He's out uh, on the injured list. They're not going to be able to shut down any kind of quality offense or quality team. And I think you're going to see that again here tonight. So the Washington and over five and a half combo is what I'm going with. I also like the team total over three and a half. And I said yesterday that if you can't get the Tampa and over five and a half, just bet the lightning team total over three and a half. I recommend that too here tonight. Capitals team total over three and a half around uh, minus 140 in this game. Why not? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, asking a lot for Arizona to hold Washington below four goals tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Coyotes Capitals. Yeah, this is definitely a, a live first period game. Uh, I'm not going to leave 135 because of the fact that, you know, you're really relying on one team to score. I'm looking at this one shop in particular offshore that has first period team totals. I've never seen this before. The first period team total for Washington is one and a half. So they're essentially telling you you could lay 135 for the first period over, but you're you know you're gonna basically be relying on two Washington goals. Uh, most of the time, that's usually a half a goal, with, you know, in, in either direction for that first period team total. It's it's rare to find it, but when you see it, that's usually the case. So I'm gonna just wait for that number to drop in the first couple of minutes and get on that first period over and and just uh, expect to see what we've always been seeing is Arizona giving up two or more goals early in the game. All right, there we go. And yeah, the, that Washington first period puck line is around plus 105, plus 110. Washington minus a half goal. Uh, I like that. I might add that too, because I th expect the first period, hey, after uh, the, the way that game ended for Washington against Detroit, you could see them have that lead after the first 20 minutes for sure. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Arizona, Washington? Well, guys, I mean, I'm right with you there. There's not much value you can get right now, obviously, betting the cast with, and, and betting anyone against Arizona there. And you you said it, Ian, too, just a 
there's a real bad spot for Arizona. Not only a back-to-back night, but as you pointed out, a Washington team coming off a loss. And good teams don't usually stink the next game after that, and especially when they blew a lead to a lesser team. So I'm looking at doing the uh, Caps minus two and a half, and I'm seeing it right now. You can get it at about plus 130. I actually hit – I did it right as the game was about to start last night. I did a uh, lightning minus three and a half for plus 285, and that ended up cashing. So I'm going to go with the minus two and a half here uh, for the Washington Capitals. All right, good stuff. Yeah, no TJ Oshie. I knew that. Uh, I'm I'm not concerned. They've got more than enough, and it's not (laughs) – Arizona's giving up goals to anybody and everybody. Yeah, Hershey could beat uh, Arizona right now. They could call up the Hershey team, and they could probably win. So Yeah, yeah. they're going to make Connor McMichael – we're going to move Connor McMichael up tonight. Uh, That guy, you know, has had a – he's got some good speed. He's got some good good skill set with him. Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, you've still got Mantha. Uh, Daniel Sprong shown an ability to find the back of the net. you got Shiri and Eller, and you've got Hendricks LaPierre. Uh, you know, who's had a, a nice little uh, start here and is uh, going to get probably some more responsibility as well uh, moving forward. So, uh, and look, it's going to be Oshi in most instances, that's a big loss with the way he's played this year. I mean, he's already got four goals, six points in seven games this year uh, for the Washington Capitals. He's been terrific. He's been one of their best offensive players, but uh, against a team like Arizona, should be able to still find other sources for offense against a team that's just, uh, you know, just the, the dam has burst on a nightly basis for this Arizona team in terms of their defensive game. Uh, next up, we've got Chicago and Carolina down in Kakalaki. Uh, Carolina minus 190, uh, home favorites here. The total six across the board uh, in this game. Uh, this is the second night of back-to-back, of course, for Carolina after uh, beating Boston last night. Uh, but there's no travel involved, so this isn't one of those you know, brutal spots. It's not like it's a terrible uh, scheduling spot because there's no travel uh, involved, which should help here for uh, the Hurricanes. And by the way, Hurricanes are another one of these teams that don't worry about them on the second night of back-to-backs. They've been great, 26-8 and eight yeah. in their last 34 on the second night of back-to-back games. So that's a pretty damn good track record here. Uh, so just when you think, hey, maybe Chicago's got a little break here to maybe get that first win, Chicago, uh, getting Carolina on the second of a back-to-back. Well, not only is, are they at home again, so there's no travel to Carolina, but then they have that 26-8 and eight record on the second of back-to-back games. So uh, it's going to be a, a much more minimal situational and scheduling edge here for Chicago. And uh, look, I thought the Blackhawks started strong against the Leafs, but I don't know what it was. Two nothing up. They felt, you know, sit on our heels a little bit, stop attacking. And Toronto was starting to take over the game. And then by the time the third period rolled around, Toronto was just swarming the Chicago net. Uh, and eventually they tie the game. And of course, uh, William Nylander uh, wins it in overtime for the Leafs 3-2 for the seventh consecutive loss uh, for Chicago. Again, it's hard to, you know, moral victories. Nobody's interested in that moral victories, but there were parts of that game that Chicago played uh, relatively well and better. But again, defensive miscues and blunders. And I thought Lankin had actually played all right. And they were giving up a boatload of quality chances. I mean, we're back to that. And Alex can uh, allude to this in a minute or so when he talks about this game. They're back to that Chicago defense. They're just allowing too much quality, too much high quality to the opponent in, in their own zone. I mean, great A squ- scoring chances, giving up the slot area easily. You know, not moving bodies out in front of the net to help your goalie out, uh, turning the puck over. I mean, it's just the gamut of defensive blunders for Chicago. We're starting to see them pop up again. And, and if you're going to make mistakes here against Carolina, who I think has got one of the best transition offenses uh, in the NHL. I mean, Boston certainly found that out uh, last night. Uh, definitely, uh, that's going to be something where if Chicago doesn't clean up those uh, those areas, they're going to be in some trouble here tonight. So. Yeah, a 6-0 team that has shown no signs of slowing down. I ain't going against Carolina. I'm not on them, though, tonight because of where the price is, uh, minus 190. But I am going to be on the over here tonight, 6 in this game uh, with these uh, two teams. You look at the goaltending situation, uh, you'd ex- it is going to be Kevin Lankinen tonight, uh, and Chicago is going to roll with uh, Marc-Andre Fleury for the game in St. Louis uh, on Saturday night. And for Carolina, for as good as Freddie Anderson's been, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm pretty darn sure where they're going to give him a rest tonight and go with Antti Ranta, especially a guy that played with the Blackhawks uh, years ago, uh, and give him the chance not only rest Frederick Anderson on the second night of back-to-back games, but also give Antti Ranta uh, the chance to play his former team. So uh, I'd expect to see him in net. And 
you know, I, I don't necessarily view him as a goalie that I'm willing to bank on here. He hasn't played yet this year in the regular season. Rusty, he may not be, you know, ready at, at his absolute best right away. We'll have to wait and see on that. And he's coming off a year where he didn't really play well in the second half of last season, uh, Ronta. So the jury's out on him. It makes me think Chicago could find the back of the net here tonight uh, in this game. It is worth noting, though, still for the uh, uh, Blackhawks that the good news is they had Taves on the ice the other night, which was good to go with Doc. and uh, every, But still without Patrick Kane, it looks like. Uh, will not be in the lineup again tonight for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. But I still think there's some opportunity for Chicago to score tonight. So I like the over here with the Blackhawks and the Canes. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Chicago, Carolina? You know, you look back at the last game with uh, the Hawks in Toronto, and obviously we know everything that's going on with the Hawks, but you look at, at Toronto and how desperate of a team they were. For them to come down, you know, be down two goals early and then rally back and fight, that was definitely, uh, you know, their kind of circle of wagons moment to try to get things going because obviously uh, the stuff that they're hearing from from the media and and everyone, uh, you know, everybody's giving them the shit basically because they're not playing at at the level that everyone's expecting to right right now. The Hawks getting out of Chicago is probably the best thing for them. And they're not exactly going into enemy territory. If they were playing in St. Louis or Nashville or even here in Minnesota, it would be probably be a, a, a really tough and treacherous spot because the fans would be giving it to them. And, and once they do go to those cities, they, the fans will certainly be giving it to them. But playing in Carolina is a little bit different. They're catching Carolina's second night of back-to-backs, except more likely facing Ante Ranta, who's had issues staying healthy. And then when he did play, it hasn't been nearly as good as he once was when he first started in the league with the Hawks. Uh, I think this is a great spot here for Chicago. I think this would be the, the kind of rallying. Well, let, hey, let's clear our heads. Let's try to, you know, we can't fix everything that's going on, wrong off the ice right now. But what we can control is what's going on in the ice in the next 60 minutes. And even with Patrick Kane being gone, they still have Doc. They still have Debrinkit. They still have Taves. They still have Kubalik. They still have some offensive punch that they can use tonight. Uh, like I said, the defense is going to have to shore themselves up a bit. Lincoln is going to have to play much better in that. But I think they're, the offense will carry them. And I like the Hawks to finally get their first one tonight. So I'm on them plus 170. All right. Wow. Love it. Big balls, Alex, here. Uh, going with Chicago plus 170 to hand the Hurricanes. We got the winless Hawks, the undefeated Hurricanes. And Alex has taken the winless Hawks to get their first win and hand the Hurricanes their first loss. Wow. Big bet. Big time. Uh, big time, uh, brass, uh, uh, big time confidence here for uh, Alex and his team tonight. Plus one seventy. Uh, you know what? It, it, they, they do. You know it is back to back. It is uh, Freddie Anderson's not in the net, likely not in the net for the first time this year. And look, we're talking about Anti Ranta, and I can't get out of my head the fact that he gave up seven goals. I remember in that eight five loss in the preseason. One of those games, he gave up seven goals. Uh, Anti Ranta on just twenty five shots. So not only did he struggle last year? Not only has he not played a regular season game this year so far, so you don't know how sharp he's going to be, but he's coming off a preseason where he looked awful. He was terrible in a couple of those preseason starts for Carolina. So it it leads you to think that, wow, maybe Chicago can dent him a little bit and maybe steal this one here tonight in Carolina. Uh, so Alex liking Chicago at the plus price. Uh, I'm on the over. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like here in this game? Well, I love you, Alex, but it's good to know I'm not the only guy that's bananas on this show right now. <laughs> the, the, the Hurricanes are going to just wipe the ice clean with the Blackhawks tonight. I, I'm so, I, I like after what I watched last night. I think the game opens up tonight. I like the overcall in this as well. I even like a first period over, but I, I just I, this Hurricanes team to me prove themselves. And look, they could catch them sleeping. And Alex Kabir, I like his thinking. I just think based on what I saw last night, I don't see this being their first loss. I just think that first loss is going to come against a better team uh, than the Chicago Blackhawks. So give me the Carolina Hurricanes with the puck line uh, and give me the over total. All right. Like in the first period over, full game over, and that uh, Jimmy Puck line, uh, Carolina. So he's not totally bananas because he gives us puck lines every day on this show. So uh, Carolina puck line, uh, which is plus 125. Uh, for Carolina, uh, minus uh, a goal and a half in this one. All right, we got Florida and Detroit. Uh, Florida minus 175 road favorites, total six across the board. I don't want to say upset alert here, but Florida does have to be on their toes. This Detroit team works hard, plays hard, and we see that if you know if you fall asleep against them like Washington did once they went up 2-0 uh, the other night against Detroit, Detroit can get you. 
You know, they've got some uh, game breakers offensively. The Larkins had a nice uh, start to the year, scored the overtime winner, of course, uh, to beat uh, the Capitals uh, the other night. Adam Ernie, I talked about Adam Ernie last year. I mean, that's a guy that's uh, stepped up offensively at times as well for this uh, Detroit team. Uh, so, you know, you got to be a little bit careful here if you're Florida. It's going to be also fascinating to see how the team plays tonight for another reason. This will be the first game after, obviously, it was announced Col- Joel Quenville's gone, uh, and Andrew Brunette is going to take over as the uh, interim head coach right now for the Florida Panthers. So uh, is it just back to business as usual? You would think so. I don't think, you know, I, I think this team's just, you know, I think they're drowning out all this stuff. Like, they obviously feel bad for Kyle Beach, I'm sure, in his situation, but uh, they're drowning out, like, the Quenville stuff. I saw that on full display against Boston, and maybe in the first period they were a little shaky, a little bit, you know, because really they took the ice for that game against Boston not even an hour or barely an hour after that Kyle Beach interview hit the public consciousness, uh, if you will. And I think in that first period they were a little bit, I don't know, shaken. Uh, perhaps, but once they got into the intermission and they came out for the second period, it was back to business as usual. We have a hockey game to win. Uh, we got to block out all the other stuff for the next uh, couple of periods, and they pretty much controlled and dominated Boston uh, from that point on. Uh, and they ended up winning uh, the other night by a score of four to one. Uh, for and it's been a great start to the year, seven and zero for this Florida team. It's two teams that like this is a clear pass for me. By the way, uh, I'm not involved in this game side or total. I'm not going against Florida. Uh, certainly not until at least they lose. And even then, like this is, I kind of view Florida as a bet on only team for me, uh, unless there's a really ripe spot situation and team and a matchup or a big time injury that has me looking against them. But I ain't looking to bet against Florida uh, anytime soon. They've been that good at both ends of the ice. The goaltending, regardless of Bobrovsky or Knight, uh, they've, they've both been elite. Even Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky's been outstanding to begin the year. He's one of the top goalies and goals saved above average uh, this year in the NHL. So he has found it again uh, for the Florida Panthers. So I ain't laying the price with Florida, not willing to go against them, but you know, Detroit, you know, they're one of my little darlings here getting an underdog price and uh, I don't want to go against them either. So uh, this is a pass for me in this game, Florida and Detroit. Uh, we'll see how it unfolds. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Panthers, Red Wings. Well, you thought I was ballsy taking the Hawks. I'm going to go even further. I'm taking Detroit here tonight. I like this oh, spot. Wow. I, I would like it a lot more if if we knew for sure that Nadelkovic was going to be in net because he has good numbers against Florida. He's going in the regular season. He went 3-0 and uh, last year with the 2.57 goals against. Of course, uh, they you know had some struggles uh, in other spots. But this is definitely – a Red Wings team that's in good form right now over the last couple of games. And I think they could probably possibly catch uh, this Florida team napping maybe early. Might want to look also possibly at the first period with Detroit. I can see them getting on the board early. And, and like I said, we want to see wh- where the momentum is with Florida. Obviously they're still playing great hockey. This is a good team. They will, they won't be you know falling off of the face of the earth because Quinville's gone now. Uh, you know, Brunette's the interim guy and he's a guy who's, you know, uh, was a great player, and I, I'm sure he can, you know, I trust in his is his leadership with this team and, and the style. But I could just see where this might be that first flat spot for Florida here, going on the road against the Detroit team that's kind of feeling themselves. They got the six three win over Chicago, the three two overtime win against Washington. Uh, so you know, like I said, it wasn't just that they just beat up on a bad Chicago team; they actually got a win against a, a decent Washington team as well. So I'd like them to rise the momentum and cash as the dog here tonight. All right, good stuff. And, uh, you know, we uh, talk about Aaron Ekblad and Sam Bennett shots on goal. I've talked about both of those guys. We didn't finally, Aaron Ekblad stayed under his shots. He only had two uh, in the last game, but uh, still you're getting two and a half with him. You're getting uh, two and a half shots as well with uh, Bennett uh, and only laying minus 120 with those. I think you go right back to the well with those for sure. Bennett goal score, I could, uh, could go with that. But you could even go down the list because he's on fire right now, and he had a goal the other night. Anthony Duclair uh, for the Florida Panthers, plus 320, anytime goal scorer tonight. Uh, Anthony Duclair has really found a home here uh, in Florida. He's comfortable. This is a guy that's always had great skill, talent, ability, finishing ability, and it didn't pan out in various places, Columbus, Rangers, Ottawa. You name it. It's been a tough go of it for him in various stops. He looks like he's finding some level of comfort without a doubt here with this Florida Panthers club uh, and something to uh, keep in mind here, uh, maybe as a guy to look for at these uh, good prices, because uh, you're seeing that skill come out. He's getting a little bit more 
uh, responsibility as well. He's playing top-line minutes right now with Alexander Barkov and Carter Verhage. So again, you're talking about a guy that's plus 320 that's going to get those minutes. He scored five goals so far uh, in the seven games for the Florida Panthers. There's your value goal scorer prop. Playing on the top line, Anthony Duclair, the Duke, plus 320. There you go. Jimmy, what do you think here, Florida, Detroit? I don't think uh, I don't think Alex is bananas on this one at all. In fact, if I wasn't a banana for uh, my Halloween here, I was going to do a little uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller and throw on the uh, the scally cap and the sunglasses and my Red Wings jersey. I, I like them. I like this bet. I, I really like it the first period. I mean, I, I think, you know, it could be one of those games where maybe Florida picks it up later on, but I think they're going to be flat. I think they're rattled right now uh, because let's face it, guys, th- this this whole Blackhawks scandal – wasn't really literally affecting them that much yet, you know, in terms of hockey wise, I'm not saying personally or how they care about the game and their fellow players, but I'm just saying hockey wise, it hadn't because remember Quinville coached the other night uh, and, you know, they, so now they're finally feeling uh, the effects of it. And I I think that's going to take a little time to get used to. And that's why I'm definitely jumping all over that first period one. Uh, Give me the red wings in a three on the three way there. Uh, three-way regulation first period, and then give me the Red Wings uh, to win it uh, as an underdog with the money line. Right, so that's uh, – I actually am starting to – you're starting to convince me on this Detroit first period. I don't know if I'd want him full game because Florida does get stronger and better as the game goes on, and we saw that against Boston. But I remember that first period against Boston the other night. They didn't look like they were in it at the very beginning. Like they were getting outshot 14-2 to two by Boston. Yep. At one point in that first period. And uh, with this being that first period since the, you know, it was announced that Quenville is going to be no longer coaching the team. Uh, maybe that's the period where you do get Florida a little bit flat, disconnected, uh, disconcerted a little bit, uh, and maybe not at their best. So that Detroit and plus 160, by the way, you can get that as the uh, first period money line or p- sorry, plus 130 is what we're looking at here for Detroit. Uh, with the uh, first uh, period here uh, on the money line. Plus 130 to plus 135 is what we're looking at. Let me see. Jimmy's looking for that minus a half uh, in the first period. So uh, let me see if I can uh, find uh, that here. We've got to look at the uh, alternative options here for the uh, puck line here. We'll see if we can uh, track that down here. First period. There it is. Alternative puck line. All right. Detroit minus a half. First period plus 240. There you go. There you go. So there you go. That's Detroit to lead after the first period. You want to play it safer. So if it's tied after the first period, you play Detroit money line plus 130, plus 135 first period. If the game's tied after the first period, you push, you get your money back. Or, or you could take the plunge. Like And Jimmy is bananas today. So if you want to take that plunge, you can do it. Uh, minus a half a goal here, Detroit, plus 240 uh, if you're interested uh, in that. So uh, that's what we're looking at there with the uh, Panthers uh, and the uh, Red Wings. That's an intriguing game. It's just intriguing because we know Detroit's been giant killers. We saw it the other night against Washington. They're capable this year, this team, this group of doing that. And of course, Florida's been that you know unbeatable foe uh, so far. So this is actually one of the more intriguing viewing games, in my opinion, tonight uh, on the NHL card. Hopefully for everybody watching and listening, DraftKings Sportsbook is one of your intriguing sportsbook options out there. And it should be because DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL. They've got you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If you're, if uh, DraftKings isn't available in your state yet or you're in Canada, don't worry. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older in a valid DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. 
two games left on this Friday slate. Uh, next up, Anaheim Ducks, Vegas Golden Knights. We've got Vegas minus 220 uh, home favorites in this game, five and a half the total uh, across the board. Uh, don't look now, but look who's on a surprising over the total streak in, in the last few games. A team that I thought would be pretty uh, much an under team, you know, for most of the season. And that's the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, we have seen this Anaheim team uh, go over the total now five straight games. 6-5 loss to Edmonton, 5-1 loss to Winnipeg, 4-3 loss to Minnesota, 4-3 uh, loss to Winnipeg, which was just a horrible loss because they basically pissed it away in the last minute or so. Uh, and then they lose 4-3 to Buffalo after falling behind early in that game, rallying to tie it. Uh, and then they end up losing in overtime to the Buffalo Sabres 4-3. That's the, also the fifth straight loss for Anaheim. Meanwhile, Vegas... Uh, really struggling with all the injuries, all the absences. No Alex Tuck, no Mark Stone, no Max Pacioretty, no Zach Whitecloud on the blue line. Matthias Yanmark and uh, Nolan Patrick are also questionable tonight. And Will Carrier yeah, as well exited that Colorado game the other night, or sorry, the Dallas game, I should say, their last game due to injury. So it is a very shorthanded team. It's not a team I'm interested in laying minus 220 in, but they are back home. They, this is a beatable I think confidence shaken Anaheim team right now that I would not want any part of them. So uh, it's a pass for me from a side perspective, but maybe we'll lean over here five and a half because this Anaheim defense is terrible right now and struggling. And even their goaltending Gibson Stolarz doesn't matter. Uh, they've been giving up goals lately. And I think with Vegas finally seeing the puck go in for them uh, these last couple of games and the wins against Colorado and Dallas, you know, you could set three goals in both games. I think they could hit that here in this game tonight. So I lean to the over here. I might also look at a team total for Vegas, three and a half, even money. That might be something I consider here because I think it's got to be a, a boost of, uh, of confidence and momentum for them that they won back-to-back -back games despite all the injuries uh, against Colorado and Dallas, and they scored three goals. And finally got a little offense going in both of them, especially Jonathan Marcheseau. We've been waiting on him. I've been screaming out. He's got to find it. He's got to get going. You need him to pick it up with so many key forwards and key offensive uh, weapons out. And he finally has done that here uh, the last couple of games. So pass on the side, maybe a small bet over five and a half, and also a small bet for me, Vegas team total uh, over three and a half as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Ducks, Golden Knights. Yeah, I'm on this first period over. You can get it at minus a dollar ten, which I think is a great price when you you know talking about uh, a Vegas team that's five and two in this spot, and Anaheim teams five and three in the spots of the first period over. We know Vegas likes to get off to a, a more of a fast start at home than they do on the road, and like you said, the goaltending for Anaheim has been spotty no matter who it is. And tonight it's Gibson, uh, who's actually been the shakier of the two options in net so far. So I like goals early in this one, and, and at a minus a dollar ten, I'll go with the first period over. All right, Anaheim Vegas over one and a half, minus 110 uh, in the first period here for Alex. And you're right, uh, the, both teams uh, have been sort of trending in that direction toward uh, overs uh, in the uh, first period this year. Jimmy, what do you think here, Anaheim Vegas? I'm going to jump on that first period over as well, guys. And I like Vegas on the puck line here, so give me a Jimmy puck line there. Vegas is starting to roll. They're starting to find their rhythm. Really impressed with the way they played the last two games uh, and. You know, look, I, I think obviously this team was underachieving uh, up until that point. And we know we knew they were better. And, you know, I'm hearing word now today, Elliot Freeman reporting a couple hours ago that they could be really close. Not that it's going to affect them now, but they could be really close on acquiring Jack Eichel from the Buffalo Sabres. Maybe will happen this weekend. So something to keep an eye on there. But Vegas is starting to feel it. I'm going to go with them on the puck line and the first period over. And they fit the bill of a team that would it would make sense to get a Jack Eichel. It's an all-in, you know, yeah. effort for the Vegas Golden Knights. There's no we're waiting till next year. We're waiting for three, five years from now. No, it's a win now mentality for yeah, Vegas, and it, it's been that way ever since they acquired Petrangelo. You know, as far as I'm concerned, that move right there signaled that hey, we're going for a Stanley Cup. And uh, you know, if there's one team that's probably it definitely it makes sense uh, conceptually to look for and trade for Jack Eichel, uh, then it's the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, no question about that. So fascinating to see that it looks like the uh, talks are getting stronger. Things are heating up between the Sabres and the Golden Knights on a potential deal for Jack Eichel. Uh, so we'll definitely uh, keep an eye on that uh, as the weekend progresses. All right, the final game of this Friday night card, Ottawa Senators, Dallas Stars. We've got Dallas minus 190 home favorites in this game, five and a half the total uh, shaded to the under. 
Um, I took Dallas in regulation. I was wrong. Uh, Jimmy was right, and Andrew was right. I think Andrew kind of liked Vegas the other night, too, uh, against Dallas. And, uh, look, I thought Dallas actually controlled the play, had the better of the play, but I, I was warning people, too, about it. And even though I was on Dallas, I was fully aware of how capable uh, Laurent Brossois is as a backup goalie. He was magnificent. Laurent Brossois was terrific in that game. Uh, Wednesday night against uh, Dallas. Uh, outstanding uh, in between the pipes in that game because you could argue Dallas had the better of the play, but it doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is do you win the game? And uh, Dallas did not win the game. They lost in overtime 3-2 to two, uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights. And Laurent Brossois' stellar play uh, in that was a big reason why. And a very capable backup goalie showed it there. So kind of a hard luck loss here for Dallas. In fact, the last two games, guys, they've outshot the opponent, Columbus and Vegas, but they have losses to show for it. So Puck's kind of not going in for them right now. And it's kind of like what Toronto was dealing with uh, prior to their win against Chicago the other night. So the chances are there for Dallas, but uh, the goals just aren't finding the back of the net. The Pucks just aren't finding the back of the net right now. Could they find the back of the net here potentially? Because we've seen the Senators at times, especially the last game against Washington, the defensive game just got away from them. Uh, and they lost 7-5 to Washington. Three straight losses now for uh, Ottawa against San Jose, Rangers, and Capitals. We'll see how they fare here uh, in this game. Uh, Dallas, you know, looking to bounce back. But, you know, Ottawa, uh, last year, they only played, uh, I think, yeah, last year they played, or yeah, October 17th. It was actually earlier this year, my bad. Uh, 3-2 uh, Ottawa victory uh, over Dallas. Uh, about 12 days ago, uh, Ottawa getting the victory there. So it's kind of like a little revenge situation here for Dallas, but uh, not at this price. You know, not at this price with a team that's kind of struggling to find the back of the net right now, Dallas, at minus 190. Not at that price am I interested in them. So we'll lean ever so slightly to Ottawa, but I just wish their form was better. I don't also like that the uh, the injuries are mounting. They've got goaltender issues as well lately. You know, Matt Murray's on IR. Shane Pinto's on IR. Colin White's on IR. I mean, they got a couple of key guys out. Their goaltending's down to Philip Gustafson and Anton Forsberg right now uh, for the Ottawa Senators. And both of those guys have had a shaky start to the year. So we'll lean to Ottawa, but it's nothing overly strong for me. Alex, what do you think here, Ottawa and Dallas? Yeah, nothing official. It's just a lean here with Dallas on the first period puck line. You get a plus 145, laying a half a goal. I can see where uh, it's Gustafson going in that for, for the Senators. I can see where, like I said, Dallas, with uh, the fact that they've been out shooting their teams, their opposition the last couple of games, they might be able to get one in early and uh, get out of there with a one nut to lead. But it's probably not going to be a super high-scoring affair. These are two teams that uh, Dallas, they just naturally play more of a defensive style. And Ottawa, they try to shut things down. I'm sure they're going to try to want to you know, play better defense, especially after that uh, 7-5 game that was just absolutely bananas. Uh, going, you know, it happened in that last contest. So I definitely would look to see, uh, you know, for Dallas to get a, get on the board early, but this probably would maybe even be a spot for a live under if they do get that first goal. Dallas, every game's gone under the total uh, this year for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, they are a perfect, uh, perfect to the under this year, 6-0 and uh, to the under this year. Sorry, 7-0 and uh, to the under this year, the uh, Dallas Stars. And Ottawa's only played once on the road. This is only the second road game of the season for the Ottawa Senators. It's been a home-heavy schedule for them. Uh, the only road game was against Toronto. That game was an under. So uh, definitely from a totals perspective, you probably would lean under the total here uh, in this game. The only concern is, and hope he's in net for Dallas. He's been very good. But the concern is Gustafson for Ottawa and that blue line in front of him. I mean, we just saw them look just completely out of sorts against Washington. Seven goals, that was out. Now, that's Washington. They can do that against certain teams. Uh, they're the kind of team that can explode offensively. But... Uh, still, not the kind of defensive effort that you want to see out of Ottawa. That being said, if you're a DJ Smith, you're going into this game hammering home to your team. Let's 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 shore things up in our own zone after giving up seven to Washington. So that could lend some credence to maybe liking the under even more tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Sends and stars. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on this one, guys. I, I just I don't have a good feel on it. I mean. You mentioned the Ottawa goaltending situation. If I was gonna do something, I might touch that over, but then again. You know, Dallas has been shutting people down pretty good and limiting people a lot, getting the unders there. So I'm just going to pass in this game, maybe do a little live betting. We'll see. All right. Good stuff. There you go. That is the Friday uh, NHL slate. A reminder that we are here for you on the weekends. We're the only show that is 
from an NHL betting perspective, Saturday and Sunday, uh, noon Eastern. Uh, we'll have shows throughout the weekend, and we will get you uh, ready for the uh, weekend uh, NHL slate. Of course, Saturday goes without saying. Uh, always a big card, although not as big as some Saturdays. Did you guys notice games. something about tomorrow, though? Do you notice something about that card tomorrow? Yeah, no, what about it? it? Only two games are at night. Only oh, two that games is. are at night. Huh? No, there's only two day games. You get two day games. Oh, I'm got okay. My yeah. this thing I'm looking at was screwed up. Well, oh yeah. Wow. There's never going to be a Saturday. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'd okay. say yeah. Maybe like the end of the year, it might be uh, a bunch of day games, but no. But that, it's only just there's yeah. two day games, and the rest of them are at night. So yeah. okay. Yeah, there's two yeah. day games. The rest yeah, of them. Well, are the night. one I just reloaded it, and now it looks. Yeah. Okay. My bad. The only thing that stands out to me is we've had some 12, 13, 14 game NHL slates on on a Saturday. We only have 10 tomorrow. So it's actually yeah. for a Saturday slate, it's actually a little smaller. It's still big, 10 games, but it's I've seen bigger. I've seen more games on a Saturday than uh, the sure. 10 that we've got tomorrow. So we've got 10 games Saturday, and we have five more uh, coming your way on Sunday. So we will have shows both days this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, uh, noon Eastern. Uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, 1 p.m. Halifax time for our buddy Andrew. And am I missing any time zones? Uh, I don't think so. So there you go. Uh, we will be with you this weekend right here on the Ice Guys uh, and breaking down the weekend slate uh, game by game as we like to do. All right. Friday card, best bet time. I got to turn best bets around. I've lost a couple in a row with the best bets. I'm not happy about that. The, the card overall has been up and down. Uh, but the best bets, you know, we've got to turn those around here and see if we can uh, do that starting tonight. Uh, personally, uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Best bet for Friday. What do you like? Yeah, we'll head to the Motor City and go to the Detroit Red Wings uh, plus 160. They should be able to finally snap the streak of uh, the Florida Panthers, like I said, without Coach Q uh, moving forward with Andrew Burnett. But I think this Detroit team's in good form and they should be able to take care of business at home. So give me the Detroit Red Wings plus 160 is my best bet. All right, there you go. Detroit Red Wings plus 160 for the upset. And hand the Florida Panthers their first loss of the year. Love it. Love the boldness. Detroit plus 160, best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, guys, I'm going to go with that Vegas puck line. I like them to take care of business against the Anaheim Ducks. All right, Vegas Golden Knights off two straight wins, Jimmy. Liking them to keep it rolling tonight uh, in Sin City uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Vegas minus one and a half, plus 110. Uh, best bet for uh, Jimmy. Uh, my best bet is going to be, I'm going to go, it's up to minus 140 now. I, I, I was going to give the combo bet, but that's only at a couple of books, Washington and over five and a half. I'm going to go with Washington team total over three and a half instead because that's available everywhere. It's minus 140. I don't mind the price. They can score. And even without TJ Oshie, they'll miss him. They'll miss him other nights. They won't miss them as much tonight against this Arizona Coyotes team. Can't defend anybody. Second night of back-to-backs, too, for the Coyotes. Uh, Washington team total, over three and a half. Uh, we're going to go with that for my uh, best bet uh, for this Friday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for joining us live on YouTube. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. Find the podcast there. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the games and good luck tonight. And we will see you and talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.